0: All right, we are started, and we are metronome-free. We are going for the good times, and this is... What? Whoa. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to This Is Not... This Is Not a History... Lecture. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Um, If you're hearing this, it is because we are having a slight emergency. Nothing major. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to address that, because last time we released an emergency episode, at the very beginning... We had said something like, just know that this is a small emergency. If it was a big emergency, we wouldn't release it, you know? Yeah. But I want to say here and now that if I die... No. If I die, you are allowed to release any standing episodes we have going. But, like personally i won't do it if you don't want me to do it for you but for me like if i put the effort into recording an episode make that my freaking like last hurrah as long i I mean honestly i'm okay with it too but as long as we have like documented proof like no they wanted this because otherwise people would be like wow that's kind of fucked up no yeah that's why i'm saying it now this is my documented proof (laughs) we we are holding ourselves accountable me too kaylee has permission if something happens to me i have permission if something well it's up to you i have what (laughs) cat has permission if something happens to me yeah like i put in this process. effort y'all deserve to hear one last weird mysterious thing right so yeah and hopefully... also any freestanding non-emergency episodes yes, that we had pre-recorded or yes. something because we're so... doing that a lot this summer we're having to record a week or two ahead because yes. of vacations and weekends and yeah stuff. people people have stuff to do and it's summertime so we have time to do them so. which is a lot of fun uh so if you haven't gathered this is an emergency episode so yes. this is our second one it makes it sound so like oh my god emergency when it's really just like no it's they like they had a final or like they yeah, had like homework or... the, mics, the library said all mics have to be returned right now, <laughs> now. which is <laughs> which is, is what happened last one. time yeah. so <laughs> we made it through finals last semester we though. did so we were good we what were good that? we did it but um, nutcracker is coming up this year so oh that's true this semester so i mean that's i'm gonna pretty busy. In my power she's a, she's a busy bee much busier than i am it's because i have a crippling sense of um she always has to do something and, yes i am a See, workaholic because it drowns my problems in. i have, not thinking about my problems i have the, the literal opposite problem uh I was supposed to go to trivia with Kat last night. Instead, I chose to stay inside and take a nap because I was having a bad night. I figure that's what happened when you didn't text me an hour in. Yeah. I got a soda, though, so it was good. That's good. I drove. I drove. So <laughs> I was i just, like, I'm, I'm, it was I'm like, glad we had that gone, you got a soda. It was, like, cooler. So I we'd gone skating with a couple yeah. of people beforehand. And so, like, um, just around, like, a parking lot near the stadium where we are. And, like after that, soda hit different. I felt very 80s. I had like I my baseball say, cap. Very, like, I was like 60s chic. You I was got, feeling like, Stranger Things vibes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all the, like the two, two of the other girls that were with me, there were three others, but two of them were um, dressed very, they're very like retro. They have a great style. They're very like Stranger Things kind of vibe. And I was feeling it. And so I was like sitting there and I was like, yeah, I got my soda. Kat does all these fun things. Uh I, I invited like you, Katie. She let me let me get to my point, <gasps> Catherine. Here is the thing: she invited me, which was very nice of her. But what what I have done? Like stood in the middle of the parking lot while y'all skated around me in circles. I told you, we'll get you a skateboard. Okay, I cannot afford a skateboard right now. I literally looked it up; the cheapest I could find was thirty dollars. So. Um, unless you can find one on Facebook Marketplace for like ten, which I also looked and I could not do. I'll keep my eye Um, on Facebook Marketplace. It's not worth it to me because I as much as I've always wanted to skateboard, I'm unwilling to make that big of a financial investment because I know it's more than likely just gonna end up in the garage. Like That's fair. For the cats. Uh, That's what's keeping me from buying a new pair of like skates instead of inlines, is because they're like expensive. But say lovey anyway enough of my complaining we had to unbox some childhood trauma there for a second and turn off the mic i think i'm just really still upset that my father took my brother over me to go to the freaking monster jam okay i wanted to go see gravedigger just as much as zane did and i'm upset about it to this day you tell him it was eight years old that gender envy, man. Or just the gender... It's not even gender envy. Even the gender, gender bias. Envy. I was just like... The patriarchy. But, Dad, I want to go, too. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't give you a ticket. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I will... That was, like, a defining moment of my childhood. If we ever do anything, like, a... Cross-country road trip. We'll find a monster jam for you, too. You have no idea how much I have always wanted to go to a freaking monster truck rally. I have no idea why. It just seems like I get it. it's a good-ass time. I feel like that's, I could find a really bomb-ass pretzel there. Pretzel. I was thinking maybe more like a beer, but... but I don't like beer. It's true. You're German. I know. It's despicable. I'm going to tell your Stop. ancestors. I know. And, Speaking be of ancestors... What way is this going? So... Um last (laughs) night I was I mentioned being Wendish. Guess what other Rachel is? Wendish? Yes. Wow. Kaylee consistently makes fun of me because I will say something about being Wendish and she's like, cat, no one knows what that is. And I cannot tell you the amount of screaming that happened last night in that bar when we both realized that we're Wendish. Our ancestors came over on the ship. Honestly, y'all kind of look similar. No, okay. Hold on. There's a picture we took last night because we were in the same color shirt and then we put the picture next to each other and we're like, oh my gosh no um, like i i that makes sense i've only met this person one time but like, like it makes sense cat looks similar <laughs> let me reach over but yeah Ooh, we cute found out cat that, very sporty yeah, yeah i see it yeah but like her ancestors came over on the same ship and then her great-great-grandfather's like baptismal stuff is in the serban museum next wow. to my like, great-great-grandmother's wedding dress what's crazy is like you have like a culture that you can like trace back and be like no my yeah. shit isn't a museum like and she like and she does too It it's yeah. like yeah well, and it's like her on her mom's side and she told me the family name and i was like i recognize that name because they're buried in the cemetery at the church where they That's crazy that they built in serban when the winds got here yeah and i called my mom later that night and i was talking to her and i was like by the way do you know anyone with this last name and she's like oh i know a bunch of those. Mm. because they're texan german so, like small mens. world and we said it listen we said in the last episode we recorded texas is a small world it's a small freaking world which yeah. is how i found out that my co-worker at the new, my new job who sits across from me mm-hmm. her roommate's little is my childhood one of my childhood best she friends she also like lives literally on the corner yeah like, like right she lives from, a block away. From yeah this. like not even a block like I don't know. Cat, you walk out of Cat's apartment and you're like, there's an intersection house. and she's like right there. <laughs> yeah. So like Texas is weird. Like that guys, if you don't know real Texas culture, it's see. going to your grandma's house and her saying <laughs> something. And then you're like, Oh, I know that name. And then realizing yeah. it's your neighbor. No, like see, so my family, well, part of my family is German too. And they did come over from Germany mm-hmm. and we have like the ship they came on. They came during like the second great immigration, like during the 1840s. I'm oh, cool. pretty sure. Um, you don't know anything about that. I have the literal chest that they like brought on the ship. And Your mom wanted to get rid of it, didn't My she? My parents did, both of them. I will hold them both accountable for this. And I said, absolutely not. You cannot get rid of that. It's Good. literally the freaking chest they brought over on the boat. You can't get rid of it. You what can't do you mean that. You're going to get rid of it. <sighs> of course, I have no room. It's like giant. So I know. There's, like, it's like no a steamer room. trunk. Yeah, like literally you can fit like three bodies in there. Um, Hypothetically. <laughs> But I just wanted not to, to say anything to yeah. incriminate myself. Right. I just wanted to tell you that because <laughs> Kaylee always kind of in good in good fun makes fun of oh, me for yes, being wendish and well, like the amount of just pure like no I that's really insanity funny. last night realizing yeah. we've been to the same places we've been to the same museums we've been to the same events like and I told her We're about the wendish heritage festival every year that's and it's so like funny. guess where we should go We're gonna get some wendish and I told you several times said I would go with you here's the We're thing just gonna take a whole group this year I don't make fun of cat because she's windish. I make fun of cat because I make fun of cat because that's what I do (laughs) to people who I'm good friends with. So anything that I can pick apart about people I'm good friends with And for me it's just will happen. A Windish, a wind. That's just because cat is like I don't know, randomly, I feel like, you just bring it up and then you get, like, super into it. And I do. Like, oh, okay. Well, it's funny. I think I have one of those faces that's just easy to make fun of, like, cause my well, sisters. Well, to be fair, I've never made fun of your face. No, like, I just have one of those personalities. There you go. Like, my sisters make fun of me a lot. Well, they're your sisters. And again, so. you know, I was raised with two little brothers. And how my family communicates is talking shit about each other. That's, like, yeah. literally literally how my family communicates and then, so well that's the thing your parents like re- reciprocate that energy yeah my sisters and i are like that and then my parents are like oh my gosh you just never get along oh my gosh and then, and then you're like you've ruined it you ruined the whole playful vibe we oh, had going no. see my parents see us like poking fun at each other like that and and it not escalating to like beating the shit out of each other so like they're like oh this is a good th- like they're getting along <laughs> yeah well it's hmm
1: different, I've seen different a lot of I've seen a
0: lot of TikToks about that lately it's like siblings yeah. bickering for fun and the parents come in and try to like <laughs> like guilt them or like get them to get along and you're like that was the whole vibe our relationship is just mental sparring what's funny is like my like I mean I, I both of your parents have siblings right oh yeah did they not like talk I guess they didn't do that kind of stuff my parents, parents and their siblings are unique <laughs> <laughs> my parents both have siblings and like I don't know they both have weird. We're not gonna get into all of that. My all dad, of the weird like shit in this. my family. <laughs> my mom had one brother. My dad had is the youngest of three. Ah, uh, The baby. Yeah. The babe. So that's why. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well. Anyway, we've rambled for long enough. So why don't we? Jump oh, yeah. This into is just stories. an emergency episode. This isn't even like anything I know. that'll get released. I think it's as like talk about the it. first time that Kat and I have been like awake and both in a good mood. For like a few episode recordings now, I think I'm just excited so, to do my topic today. I'm pretty excited to do my topic today, too. Awesome. It's gonna be a good time. We also recorded closer to when I was done with work, and I get my energy from being around people, so coming yeah. out of work where I was with people makes mm-hmm. me more high energy than if I had like been sitting alone for four hours doing research and then yeah, 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 also <laughs> speaking of extroversion, so you know like I'm an e n t p right, yeah. You know who else is an ENTP? Your favorite person in the world? Matthew Goobler. No, Socrates. Oh yeah. Cat <laughs> fucking hates Socrates. I don't I'm like con- Socrates. I'm convinced she hates him because he reminds her of me. No, I just think that. So <laughs> now I just out. find a kinship with the man, and I realized that we have the same Myers Briggs type. So I was like, oh, that's probably why. <laughs> I have the same one as MLK and Obama. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> I literally, I was looking through, hold on. I know I said we would just start, but I was literally, I have to say this. I was looking through, there's like that personality database uh, website or whatever, where they have like all these like famous people and yeah. um characters and stuff. And I swear to God, I'm the worst people in every form of media ever. Here's who I am. And they're either like, and the good ones are like still the asshole character, right? So I'm Tyler Durden. From Fight Club, so like not a great guy. Ted Bundy. Oh God. Uh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just visualizing that whole Boris Johnson. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. <laughs> of good ones but are still definitely assholes Deadpool Tyrion (laughs) Lannister and Captain Jack Sparrow Tyrion Lannister is not an asshole you'd know that if you watched the show I watched Game of Thrones all of it I thought you didn't watch the last season no I I watched well I didn't watch all of the last season there you go (laughs) but I I watched enough to know who Tyrion is not an asshole though yeah but he's still like that ass like he's not like a nice like oh that's that's know you know what I mean like he's not like he's very blunt harsh like true he's a good well in Game of Thrones terms he's a good character but, sure. <laughs> um, I also have The Joker that's um, iconic Rick from Rick and Morty <laughs> Ugh, don't like that show. Uh Tony Stark, Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. are all listed on ENTPs mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, David Dobrik <laughs> wow Rasputin <Rest> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I'm gonna reset your ringtone. <laughs> there was a certain man. Oh I gosh, long ago. <laughs> no, oh, well, that's, just, that's me. <laughs> ringtone. Oh my god. Uh, the imposter from Among Us. <laughs> uh, How does also, that I don't even know. But what's even worse is a creeper from Minecraft is an EMT. <laughs> I don't know if I trust the validity of this website. Oh no, it's like like I've seen all of these things in other places too. I think some of the ones like the imposter and like the creeper are, like a little more joking, but like most of them are pretty accurate. Um and I also have uh Niccolo Machiavelli. <laughs> the thing is you don't like you're empirical, but you're not like a Machiavelli like I, I, like what like, type? I just like how the hell have I ever made a single friend It's <laughs> like, my honest-to-God question. Um there were nice. There, <laughs> there were a few ones. I claim my true ENTP heritage to be Adam Savage of Mythbuster fame because, yes. oh my god, what an amazing, amazing person. A Mythbuster is the only thing I've ever wanted to be growing up. That was the only identifiable career. But, of course, it's not mm. achievable. I <laughs> know. Oh. Anyway, sorry to take that like literal five minute detour, but I just I had to mention it because it's so funny. Socrates, Rasputin, and Machiavelli. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and Bojack Horseman. Like, I what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> I think I have like Nelson Mandela and like MLK. <laughs> it just proves that I'm like the worst person I know. <laughs> But you're not the worst person I know. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> High praise. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh Lord. Anyway, um, yeah. So emergency episode. I went first last time, so I can go first again. Awesome. Since we're we shaking, shaking, shaking it things up, up today. I have no idea what Kaylee's going to talk about. So hit me, baby, one more time. I have. Oh baby, baby. sorry go ahead oh my god today is like that britney like her like jury thing her trial for like conservatorship oh was it yeah it was today in case you didn't know how to date this episode when we originally recorded it it is obviously the date of it is june 23rd that (laughs) it is that day yes anyway well let's not go into a 10 minute long tangent about that but it's pretty rough um i mean i don't know what happened to the trial but like the whole like conservatorship thing with her is like kind of weird but anyway today i'm going to be talking about something pretty fun called a phenomenon an event Oh my god! called the devil's footprint <gasps> ah okay you know it don't you i know that yes like but not well okay yeah. yes <clears throat> okay on the morning of february 9th 1855 After a night of snow, rain, and then more snow, residents of Devonshire, England, and Devon County as a whole, woke up to find hundreds of hoof-shaped footprints coating the grounds and spread throughout the entire towns and several other towns. That's the full extent of what I know. Yeah. Like, that's it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, These hoof prints were unique for several reasons. They all, or almost all of them, were perfectly identical they were around four inches long and three inches across. Most of them were found in a single file line, not two by two like a normal bipedal stride would be. And they were literally everywhere. So it was like they were hopping. Like if yeah, a human it was a like hopped. if a human hopped. Okay. Um, they were approximately, like, 8 to 12 inches apart, so, like, a normal stride. Okay. And there were some places where two they was side-by-side, side, like, a normal gate would be. Okay. Um, But most of the footprints were just a single file line. Oh. So, it's almost as if someone was hopping and then, like, put the other foot down to walk for a little bit and then mm-hmm. picked it back up. So, they were found on rooftops, all oh. through the roads, through rivers. Uh, They were frozen over by this point, mm-hmm. but... In gardens, in some areas they uh actually in most areas they re- led right up to people's doorsteps and then stopped with no backtracks or no turnaround. Oh uh, they oh. They were on walls, on like on top of walls, uh, like a garden wall, kind of. Yeah, like okay. made out of bricks. They would be like on top yeah. of the. They were on walls in very tight alleyways and even in drain pipes, and they stopped what? and started on the side of several objects. So, one report said that they seemed to, like, stop and start on either side of a haystack. Almost like they phased through the haystack. Oh. They they did that to several other objects. And the drainpipe thing, they would stop at the entrance of one side of the drainpipe and reappear on the (sighs) other side of the drainpipe. Oh, my gosh. Like, something shrunk down and went through the drainpipe. (laughs) Crazy, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They also... Um, would stop and start again several feet ahead, like something had jumped, or somehow stopped walking or stopped making prints and then restarted oh. making prints. Oh. Crazy, pretty crazy cat's <laughs> okay. like just looking at me like what the fuck <laughs> um, i'm just taking this all in like, i know because in my brain my yeah, i thought, know my when good first... girl brain who's like trying to explain this is like oh it's a human but then no. i'm like no human could jump like that for no. that long with both feet together without getting too especially, tired can't especially when you things. hear about how many of the tracks there were yeah so okay humans can't do this um that has been a theory just like human hoax but mm-hmm. it's like not likely so, estimates put the volume of footprints, if you were to, like, lay them out, like, down a line, mm-hmm. uh, to be anywhere between 40 and 100 miles of tracks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they were in all... In one night? Yeah. And they were all in this one city, but they went super far. Like, really far. I'm not that familiar with, like, geography of, like, yeah. England, but, like, it seemed like it was all over this county hmm. where they appeared.
1: Um, and, the,
0: like, in some places, the trail would just stop cold. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there was no footprints no, back. Yeah, and there was no, like, they never found, I'll get into this later, but they, like, okay. tracked the footprints to try to find a point of origin. They yeah. couldn't do it. They couldn't, they didn't find, like, return tracks at any point. It was, like, something just wandered in, like, one direction mm. and never turned around. So, uh, meaning, so, this anywhere between 40 and 100 miles of tracks meant that if one sole person animal or thing had made them they would have estimates say they would have had to have taken six steps per second to get that many tracks in one night yeah six steps per second which is obviously like impossible so even if you had like a gang of 20 people trying to pull this off together it basically couldn't happen yeah Mm Mm-hmm. So, the tracks themselves were weird. Their depth varied, but in a lot of cases, it cut... It seems like they cut right down to the grass beneath the snow, despite there being a pretty solid solid layer of snow and ice that had been building since January. Apparently, this winter was, like, colder than most, and Mm. things were really frozen over. Um, And reports say it it was almost like it had been, like, burnt through. Uh... So, like, something hot. Which, of course, is where we get, like, the Devil's Footprints thing. So, uh... This, uh, another odd thing is that there were no return tracks from anywhere. They simply kept going in one direction and just stopped completely at the threshold of people's homes. Uh, This is a quote from TheVintageNews.com. So this is kind of talking about where they were. So it says, the footprints appeared over a huge area from Exmouth up to Topsham and across the ex Estuary. To Dawlish and Tynemouth, some reports also claim Prince appeared even further south, to to, to, Totness and Torquay, (laughs) yeah, and as far away as Weymouth, which is Dorset and Lincolnshire. So, again, I'm not familiar with this area, but it really seems like it was all over the county. Like it was, it wasn't just one place. Uh, So, in the morning, residents didn't seem like scared or afraid i mean they kind of gathered together but they wanted to figure out what was happening here so groups of them attempted to find a place of origin and would trace the tracks back sometimes for miles and they never found anything Mm -hmm. uh one hunter of course you know this is 1855 and who wasn't gonna say this but um one hunter claimed to have tracked a mysterious beast into the wood and sent his dogs in after it but the dogs came back clearly terrified so he decided decided not to follow it into the woods anymore which is probably a good idea i said that's better than being like oh yes the hunter went missing after following the mysterious beast (laughs) and his dog yeah he's also probably definitely lying but (laughs) yeah that too so yeah that's that's basically what happened so firsthand accounts of this were pretty limited uh but the story picked up a lot of buzz in the press and we have a lot of different uh newspaper articles written about them one thing we do have is a firsthand account that was published in the exeter and plymouth gazette Uh, And it is written by an anonymous source. So I'll read you some of this letter. So it says, Sir, Thursday night, the 8th of February, was marked by a heavy fall of snow, followed by rain and boisterous wind from the east in the morning and in the morning frost. The return of daylight revealed the ramblings of some most busy and mysterious animal endowed with the power of ubiquity as its footprints were seen to be in all kinds of unaccountable places. On the tops of houses, narrow walls, and gardens and courtyards enclosed by high walls and panelings, as well as in the open fields. This creature seems to have frolicked about through. And then he, like, lists a bunch of the town names that I just listed before so I'm not going to repeat them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's hardly a garden in limestone where his, or I think it's pronounced limestone, where his footprints are not observable. And in this parish, he appears to have gambled with an inexpressible activity. It tr- its tracks appeared more like that of a biped than a quadruped, and the steps are generally eight in inches in advance of each other. Through some, though some in s- th- 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 though in some cases twelve or fourteen, and are alternate like the step with, wait, <laughs> whoa, mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's alternate, that block like, text you find in the textbook, yeah. and your brain's just like, I can't uh. do it. <laughs> and alternate in step, uh. Basically, he's saying, like, I'm sorry, I did not write this down right. (laughs) Uh, He's basically saying that they're in a straight line, and there are some cases where there are two parallel lines six inches apart. The creature seems to have advanced the doors of several houses and then to have retraced its steps, um, but no one is able to discern the starting or resting point of this mysterious visitor. So he says he retraces his steps. So that says there was only, like, one path leading up to the door, and, like, they like that's the weirdest part in line i guess um everyone is wondering but no one is able to explain the mystery the poor are full of superstition and consider it a little short of a visit from old satan or some of his some of his imps i would pass it off as old saint nick if like it was closer to christmas not like january february yeah so and this letter is signed signed yours obediently spectator okay so that's just part of the letter the letter goes on to report of a sermon of the priest in ca- of uh, the priest in the town from wherever they're writing from uh that uh after this event gave a sermon where he claimed to believe that the marks were left by none other than a kangaroo <laughs> do you so have priest- kangaroos in that part of i'll oh, get to that um <laughs> a priest so he he this same priest does later apparently come forward and say, oh well I was just everyone was so scared I was just trying to calm their nerves uh huh uh-huh. sure buddy mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the writer of the lever uh, letter does disprove this kangaroo theory by saying that kangaroos have claws of an even length uh on their feet so it cannot have made these uniform prints they also he uh, the the letter writer also goes on to measure the hooves of a horse and say that they don't match the dimensions of the track left. The letter writer then goes on to claim that maybe a cat could have done this, as they were known to only leave close to what looked like one line of tracks. And maybe if placed in just the right way, it could have been, their tracks could have made this kind of track. And this is kind of the theory that, like, all of, well, I'll get into theories later, but everyone seems to, like, think that, oh, it could be this animal if they walked in this specific way. Yeah. Animals don't walk in that specific way more than, like, two or three times. As I was once. Gonna say, a cat stumbles or jumps. Yeah once or twice yeah or two paces or so they don't Uh do 40 miles yeah six (laughs) feet per second I know uh yeah so probably not the cat thing in my opinion so that was that letter that's like one of the best like primary sources we have from this uh several newspapers besides uh the one that published the letter kind of also reported on this and definitely fed into the idea that this was a visit from none other than the devil himself. I mean, why not just <laughs> boost that hysteria, I mean, guys? I it's 1855. Let's say witch have trials to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a quote from the Times article published about this. So it says, quote, Considerable sensation has been invoked in the towns of Topshin, Limpstone, Exmouth, Tynemouth and Dawlish in the south of Devon. The superstitious go as far as to believe that they are the marks of Satan himself. The great excitement has produced among has been produced among all classes. Many superstitious people in the in the above towns are actually afraid to go outside their doors after night. Dang. I like that in both instances so far we talked about the devil. They like have to do with like class class differences. Because mm-hmm. this definitely yeah. point makes out the point that it was been produced among all classes, not just the it's not just uneducated the supersti- poor, like, the superstitious people. Yeah, so I think uh, I got in earlier with... it's okay. There's yeah. flies all over in my house too. Well, they're like some breeding in that cause that three weeks of rain we had they're yeah. crazy and they've been outside my door so every time i go in or out of my apartment i, just I noticed a lot when i was walking out that and they're also painting ah, they're in this too. area and it's that paint it's like, they're like swarming around that thing mm. it's nice it's yummy anyway that's awesome Continue. so this is a quote from a newspaper called the western times about specifically the experience in Exmouth. So it says Exmyth was thrown into a state of alarm, in consequence of a report that the town and neighborhood had been visited in the night by no less than a person no less a person than his satanic majesty, and then the marks of his feet were distinctly to be seen and printed on the snow. His Satanic Majesty. That's honestly a that sounds... reverential. Like I, they gotta say, yeah, that's someone sounds a little excited that this could be oh, a devil. His oh, let me go down oh. to X-Men. <laughs> so, the the biggest collection of firsthand accounts we have now were discovered in the 1950s, and this included a collection of writings from the vicar of Clist St George. In, uh, included in this were his personal accounts of the event, drawings which you can find online, uh, of the footprints, and a letter to the oh, Illustrated okay. London News uh, that he apparently didn't want to be published, but he wrote them. The the like there's drawings of these. Yes. Okay. Cause yeah. It's if you look up the me. Devil's footprints, you will find a lot of drawings. Okay. It's always interesting to me, like how the devil has this like. I, I should say I'm curious because I don't know where that original cloven hoofed, like, like visual of yeah. the devil mm-hmm. comes from. And it's probably, I mean, about like the Bible says that stuff about like certain animals being yeah. closer to the ground and being mm-hmm. unholy and stuff. And it always made me wonder like what the origin of that depiction of Satan right. is. Him being like the half goat. Yeah. It's really interesting. So this is a quote from that letter that was marked not from publication by this vicar. So he says, but instead of progressing as an animal, and this is talking again, I got just about the, the prince themselves. So he says, uh, but instead of progressing as that animal would have done, or indeed as o- many others would have done, feet right and left, it has appeared that foot followed foot in a single line, the distance from each tread being eight inches or rather more. The footmarks oh. in every parish being exactly the same size, and the steps being the same length. I I was picturing something totally different. No. These pictures make, whoa. Yeah, crazy, right? And I people mean, have done, like, kind of drawings of what it would have looked like, like, well, once the like, people woke up in the places. in that footprint? Could you walk yeah, back? There's so many, like... Exactly putting your you foot have, in that spot. If you have, because it's like a U-shape. It's like a horseshoe shape. If you are retreating, you know, walking, trying to step oh. in your steps, it would have created, like, a It would be distorted. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, it's wild. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking at these. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Google these if so you have a chance. So, that's really, like, all of the information we have. Uh, so, now we're going to get into the theories. And these theories popped up uh, definitely around the time when this has happened. These are not – most of these are not, like, modern theories. So, the first one – uh, probably, well, I have to quote BuzzFeed Unsolved, obviously. Let's get into the theories. Donkeys. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so donkeys are pretty promising for two reasons. Uh, if you've ever seen a donkey walk, you do kind of notice that they tend to walk kind of in that single file, mm-hmm. uh, pacing. Uh, it's not strictly uniform, but it's way more uniform than most, uh, four-legged animals would have been. And they likely have hooved feet, so they would have had that horse hoof shape to them. So, pretty good, not a bad guess. Yeah, however, this theory falls apart for several reasons. Uh, donkeys were common in this part of england and even though apparently snow wasn't all that common and so people were like well maybe they just weren't familiar with what donkey tracks look like in the snow Mm -hmm. um i can almost guarantee you that there was at least one person in this whole area that would be like no that's That's a donkey donkey. okay (laughs) now i'm going to google donkey prints in the snow yeah so i didn't do that so i don't know what they look like but i feel like at least one person would have been like no that's 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 donkey yeller tongue." This also falls apart when you consider all of the places and all of the magic tricks these prints seem to do. Donkeys cannot jump up onto roofs, which almost every roof in this area was covered in these footprints, and they cannot phase through haystacks or squeeze through four-inch pipes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the images, it is kind of similar, but not enough w- yeah. where, like, it, it's a match. Yeah. So, and, like... <laughs> like honestly if a donkey was jumping up onto your roof like, you know you would know unless you it's would like, know have you seen that movie the um the witch with anna taylor joy no i really need to watch it though. it's like one of her earlier movies yeah it's so good yeah are you 24 it has classic. like it has like a donkey in it and that's what made me think of yeah <laughs> but these donkey prints do it. not match what yeah. these drawings are yeah so uh and and you know, even if it was 40 miles, and if we're going with the lower end of that estimate, it this would have had to been, like, a herd of donkeys to make that many tracks. And, and like, I'm sorry, a herd of donkeys is not going to be as uniform and as, like, crisp as these marks were well, reported to be. Like, you can't, they would wake up the whole donkeys town. Donkeys are so They're loud! loud. <laughs> They're so loud! You could hear a donkey for, like, miles. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, also... <laughs> honestly they're donkeys so if they've been walking around that much they probably would have had a little bit of poop left behind because you ever been around a horse walking literally two feet they gotta take a shit so yeah <laughs> were you gonna say something no 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 i'm still okay. looking at footprints i'm just like so no, engrossed go- in this now Well, you're gonna want to google this one too so okay. we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that kangaroo idea so um, oh. kangaroo one of the original theories Uh, again, suggested by that random priest, uh, was more plausible than I thought it was. Because at least there was a private zoo located in a nearby area that did hold two kangaroos. Mm. So, like, not entirely implausible. There's not like, you know, what do you mean there's a kangaroo? We're in England and there's only kangaroos in Australia. Uh, However, neither of the kangaroos were reported missing Uh, And there was other guesses of other exotic animals. And they would be disproven for the same kinds of reasons. So these were kind of like monkeys, stuff like that. And they were were apparently around the area, but none of them ever were reported missing. So all of those kind of don't hold water. That's Um, not a perfect line either. Yeah, kangaroo tracks do have a very odd and distinctive look to them. However, it, it kind of reminds me of like a rune like a norse rune the way their tracks yeah look. yeah but which is very different from a horseshoe shape like if you can google a kangaroo track and they look very distinctive and they definitely have a certain look to them but it's not anything like what is reported to have happened here and again even for one or let's say both of those kangaroos had escaped to make all of those tracks would be pretty insane and again, they can't phase through haystacks and stuff like that. What do you mean? That is the ultimate <laughs> form of a kangaroo, Kaylee. Oh yeah. uh, man! I listen. All I know about kangaroos from Kangaroo Jacks. So. <laughs> mm, let's see. Um, And also, again, kangaroos are freaking big. If one was to jump on your roof... I feel like like a a roof roof in that time period would probably just cave in. Yeah, like, they don't have any sort of structural... I feel like it's, like, a thatched roof, honestly. I was gonna say, if it's, like, a thatched roof already (laughs) piled up with snow, this kangaroo (laughs) just... Boom. (laughs) There's no way you, like, wouldn't know that there was a kangaroo hopping around. And how would it get away from a door without leaving a second Exactly. So the falls apart for several reasons and this kangaroo thing was just one guess in a series of popular theories made by people who are just trying to kind of basically think of any bipedal animals that might have been mm. responsible for this which leads to our next guess: badgers badger looking it mm-hmm. up okay so this theory was put forward uh, by none other than famed naturalists which i guess just means generic biologists that people just labeled themselves with in 1855 who was also the director of natural history at the british museum so this guy had some clout uh his name is richard owen i personally have never heard of him but i'm sure there are people who have Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's he's the one who suggested badgers and his reasoning was that these animals were nocturnal and they were known to travel extreme distances to find food especially in the winter So, badgers do have long claws, a feature that was apparently present in some of the footprints. You could kind of see, like, the U-shape of the horseshoe and then, like, what seemed to be a claw mark right outside of it Mm -hmm. in some of the footprints. However, their gait would not... They could not walk in a single file line, like, what was reported. They would have to make two side-by-side rows, like any other walking thing would. They couldn't balance. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and again, as for literally all of the other guesses, they can't do some of the magic tricks that apparently this mystery creature did. So then we have cats. So on the same morning of the footprints that the footprints were found, a farmer in one of the towns found that the footprint from one of his cats had warped with the snow thaw and then refreezed to resemble something like a small hoof. So apparently, so people said, "Oh, maybe it's the way the snow distorted, and it just because if you you know you look at a cat, they have like their main pad, and then they have their like little toe beans, yeah, and those kind of push into the ground more." So like it would make sense if the snow like melted away and then it refroze to just yeah. have that like main pad left and so it could in theory but they look don't like walk in that perfect straight no, line. No, definitely don't. not with eight inches of space yeah. between each. And step. cats do they do walk more in a straight line than other things, but it's yeah. still definite like a side to side motion. Yeah, because they you, sway. Yeah, you can see where it's more than other four legged animals, but it's still not that perfect line that apparently happened. So, but, and, but they also can climb and jump and fit in small places a lot better than the other animals can, can, the ones who were mentioned. Uh, yeah. However, the size of a cat paw print just does not match up with the dimensions given for the actual tracks that were left. So, it it just, and, and the fact that, like, all, (laughs) so, like, (laughs) It's like weird because okay, let's say it wasn't cat. Cats were around everywhere, you know? They have yeah. been for centuries. What would make all these cats just like randomly go and decide to like we're just gonna walk around and, and then drew like, Lloyd Weber and the fever dream about the afterlife? <laughs> like like for just like one night and then they're like never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's Dame Judy Dench and James Corden decided to corral it together. They were smoking that catnip. Yeah, that catnip man. Yeah, and then they all perfectly turned around and retreated back to wherever they came from in the exact same pattern of yep. step as they. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So cats not a real guess and then we have humans so some theories have suggested that this was done by a group of romanovs attempting to scare off the more superstitious town people of the area and honestly they're probably hoping if this was them to scare off all the people in the area yeah. to like you know actually have a place to live because romanovs are not treated well in history anyway um however this does not are you saying romanovs or romani oh my god romani i'm so sorry <laughs> I was, listening. I was so confused. I was like, when did Anastasia oh start pushing people out of town? Sorry, y'all. I listened to a podcast about this and I was doing it from memory, which is obviously not a good thing. Uh, it, it is a proven theory, but I just only heard it on the podcast. No, no, no. You're good. So I, like, you're. went to like write it down later and then, and and then and my brain was like, oh yeah, Romanov. You, well, you start with that Ro- yeah. and We've talked about rescue. Well, it's like Roman. You and I, I had talked yeah. about also doing an Anastasia episode, which I have on my list, guys. Don't worry. But like... Yeah. 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 I'm I was sorry, like, really did not get really to for saying like, uh, yes, Anyone really was a group going of all out. Romani's with his... What if it was his magic? It could have been. You know what? That's what I'm going for. I with. think that's the most plausible thing. It at is this the point. wrong time period, but <laughs> who knows? He could have been in line for centuries. It could have been him hopping around over Honestly, there. Honestly, you're right. <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna do something really weird I mean, tonight. He's Russia's greatest love machine who says he's not <laughs> You know, maybe he was doing the dance, the He's doing the, <laughs> the Rasputin oh dance God, from Just t- Dance. He's <laughs> doing it all over the roof. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so sorry, I did not mean to offend anyone. A group of Romani were attempting to scare off the more superstitious town people of the area, and they thought that this would have been done uh, through using stilts with horseshoes on the end of them to create the odd footprints. However, again. Uh, these were all over the place, and no one on stilts can like hop up on a roof. Yep. Also, if a like group of people on stilts walked through your someone small town, would notice. someone would notice. <laughs> I'm looking at the prints, and honestly, though, it reminds me of like, you know, um, there's like traditions in certain like ancient places where mm-hmm. wi- working women, like like sex workers, would like wear um special Mm -hmm. shoes with like prints on the bottom of them and if you walked in like the sand or the dirt it would like almost leave a trail for someone to follow you Mm. so if you were like you know if you're you're working and you're looking for a guy to you know yeah um, but like these wonderful ladies hopping up on the roofs no that's just what it made me think of though of like someone who put like something on the bottom of their shoe my thought too i was like could it have been Someone playing a prank, but that would take someone. so many people. Yeah, because that's the other thing. It's like, oh, it could have been a prank, but again, that would have that would take a whole group of people, and you and the you would not just stop. And like, okay, like, okay, let's say it was a group of five to ten people. They had to be from the surrounding areas, because like, what were they going to come in from London and like play a prank on this random small town and then leave? Like, what? And like, I feel like in a group of that many people, someone would have said something eventually. Yeah, this is very. Animal looking. Yeah. So it's just, it's weird. No one knows. Hmm. Yeah. There is one more theory. There's actually a lot more theories, but one more that I'm going to talk about because it's fun. Uh, Some people have uh, thought that this could be the work of a weather balloon, a stray weather balloon, (laughs) and that it was like dragging a rope of some kind. And so it, like, floated, like, off and on the ground and, like, left these, like, weird tracks behind. No. I'm, I'm going like, to say no looking at the pictures like literally, like, like, literally, like, it's uniform tracks for dozens of miles. There's no way a weather balloon and a rope could create the same exact impression that far into the snow. And the, and the rope wouldn't make the same impression on the ground as yeah. 10 feet above on the roof. It would be mm-hmm. dragged across the yeah. roof. So it just... Again, that's, like, not not possible. Um, Yeah, so those are all the theories I'm going to talk about. But there have been other theories ranging from jumping mice to toads to otters to birds and, more modernly, aliens. But none of them hold any real water. My bet's on aliens because what the hell is this? Or the devil. I don't know. <laughs> the devil was really just like, yeah, I'm going on vacation in this one town. Yeah, the devil going to spend like, the night here. I'm going to do my best to freak these people out. Oh my it's gosh, you know a great is? time. It's like the final, it's when they do um Night on Bald Mountain in Fantasia and they summon the. Uh, it's old folklore. Never mind. I was going to say. People who know the old Fantasia. Fantasia references are lost on me, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, all in all, the tracks appeared to, uh, were apparently had appeared for a few nights following February 9th, like the next night or two, but, uh, that was it. And nothing similar has ever happened again. There was a few things claimed by some tabloids throughout the years, but nothing that really, like, holds any weight to it as far as, like, this happening again. Uh, so, until it happens again, this is likely going to be a pretty big mystery. I, well- my the story I love of it. the devil's footprints yeah guys go google these footprints also it's google weird. all the like suspected ones too. yeah it's fun because it's like no that's not it like <laughs> it's like it's very obviously not what that is but yeah pretty crazy one and i i had a very cursory knowledge and honestly like what i thought it was was one person woke up and, like, have these weird footprints in their yard. And, like, that was realize, the end of the story. Yeah. I didn't realize how many. That's what makes it improbable. Yeah. Because, like, a, a small bunny throwing its body yeah. weight uh, eight inches at a time, maybe, or something like that. But mm-hmm. you'd need a whole horde of them. Mm-hmm. And it just stops nowhere. And there's mm-hmm. too many, like, mm, that yeah. does not line up. Crazy, right? And the fact that, like, so... They say, like, reports say that, like, the hoof shape is the only indention on the ground. So the, in that hollow part, in Mm -hmm. that opening between, like, the bars of the hoof. Yeah. That the snow is still, is not compressed. Yeah. So it's, like, just a, like, a stamp. (laughs) Only, it's so weird. So, like, if it was a bunny, there would have been an impression from its body weight, too. So like it's just mm, crazy, yeah, right? About that. Crazy. So yeah, pretty big mystery. That is, that was so good. I thank you. I learned that, that was really it was a lot of fun story. to look into too. So great time. That was really cool. Thank you. I love it. Thanks. Now let's hear yours. Okay. You have another boat for us, right? No, no. It's a transport vehicle, though. Classic. Kit. This one is a fleet of planes, and we are going planes. to talk about flight 19 ah uh, yes okay i don't know why i thought boat you've said flight 19 so many times i've i really do a lot of boats <laughs> <laughs> i do i do the titanic okay, well i, I call mary the Celeste. queen mary so I... yeah yeah we could do a haunted episode isn't the queen mary haunted mm-hmm. mm. well unless you want to do the queen mary to no you go the ahead theme of weird boat stories you go ahead i should probably take a break from boats <laughs> what do you do you do like boats and pilots I like <laughs>
1: Boat. oh my gosh i do a lot
0: of planes so sorry that was really loud guys no, um that's good. yeah you're right No, yeah, it's well, because my dad's a transportation engineer that's what it is there you go I, so i have there some unnatural draw to you know what's so funny those train tracks in the museum how they're like broken so our the museum we work at has like a model train set oh yeah yeah and the tracks have been broken for like a month now they need to replace them or something yeah. i have had so many people like genuinely upset because the train tracks were broken. Yeah, it's, like, their favorite thing. And I'm, like, y'all, it's just a train track. And it's not even, like, it's, like, modeled trains. Like, like which is so cool. Like, it's, if like that's cool. Thing, and I, like, love it. Sca- I love miniature stuff. That's, like, one of my favorite things. It's, like, mini houses, all that kind of stuff. I think it's so cool. But, like... It just doesn't transition to, like, the train part of it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not into trains, but I just am like, yeah. "Yeah, like, I know it's disappointing. Well, it's like, like, I'd rather look at the scale model than get upset that the train isn't moving. I know. I, like, genuinely am interested in all this little scale stuff. And, like, on TikTok and Instagram and everything, like, I follow a bunch of, like, miniature artists. And I think it's so cool. the book nooks that people make. Uh, uh, Don't talk to me about book nooks. I want to make some. They're literally like $200. Not if you make it yourself. Yeah, but then you have to buy all the stuff. But what if you make all the stuff? You can't, like, make fake. You make, it like, a fairy garden one and use sticks from yeah, outside. But you need, like, moss, like, fake moss. Okay, we can find that somewhere. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that disgusting if you river seen a book in town. Look, I We're telling you to Google a bunch of things, but keep Google another yeah, thing. Book nooks are book. so cute. I want to make one. But you have just, like, the wiring true well the one you gave me you and kendall gave me for my yeah. birthday i haven't done it yet because i keep i'm like i'm save it for a really special day because i don't want to build it yeah. and then not have like the not be yeah, able to build true. it again yeah because cat or for my friend our friend and i got cat this like little miniature library they like put all the pieces together and mm. i just think like, it's so fun i might buy one for myself honestly do it. um but when you do it you have to tell me Yes. I want to see the process. Yes. Anyway, cat, it's time for you to yes. tell us about flight, about flight 19. 19. So, uh disclaimer, I got a, a lot of articles on this from history.com. I like double-checked mm. everything, you know, like you yeah. end up with the same facts across multiple yeah. sites, but like mm-hmm. um I know I always feel bad when it's like the same facts from multiple sites so you just kind of end up using one i know you're like no i'm not trying i'm like not trying to like plagiarize this one person but like everything says the same thing this is one of those weird things that just like didn't like no one knows Mm -hmm. so like every website has the same yeah information of what happened that day and that's all they can give you Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah so um a couple of disclaimers. This is happening. F- Flight 19 is a bunch of planes that disappeared out of nowhere. Um, could be over the Bermuda Triangle, which is kind of mm-hmm. what it's assumed to be. Um, and Bermuda Triangle itself could have its own episode. There's people that speculate that the location creates some weird magnetic fluxes that yeah. mess up compasses. Um, if you're not from America or you don't know Bermuda Triangle culture, like it's this <laughs> like, it's almost like this mythic location of like lost things like yeah. uh, it's just an unusual amount of ships and stuff have gone ships through ships and air. i believe planes, planes have been like grounded or mm-hmm. something or weird lost has happened or go under in that area of the mm-hmm. world yeah a lot of people say you know it has something to do with tide some people say it has stuff to do with magnetic pulses or magnetic um the poles messing with instruments like there's a lot of speculation there's a lot of a lot of them have explanations. A lot of them don't. I've actually been through the Bermuda Triangle while Ooh, on a boat. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. Um, and you didn't die. I did not die. Congratulations. I know. I feel like you should have, like, one of those, like, lame t-shirts. Like, I went to the Bermuda Triangle. I survived. I survived the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. It's kind of funny. It is, it is kind of cool. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it's, it is really cool. And so coming out of World War II – um, our con- Their concept of radar and stuff is different, so just keep that in mind. Like It's gotcha. it's a different kind of flight mm-hmm. technique and instruments than we're used to now. But it is December 5th, 1945. Uh, Second World War, if you're keeping track, ended a couple months before that. And there are five TBM Adventure torpedo bombers they are getting ready to go on a basic training flight. Um, together, they're known as Flight 19 each plane was crewed by three men, except for one plane that only had two on it. These are all pretty experienced pilots. Most had around three hundred-ish hours of logged mm-hmm. airtime, so yeah. they're not they're not fresh fishes who are yeah. like learning. They're mm-hmm. they're they know what yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant Charles C. Taylor had fought in World War II, ran several missions, finished his whole I don't know if it's called a tour during this time period or what but he had over 2500 hours logged in time like so he's a pro yeah he knows what he's doing he's kind of like there to be like the instructor almost yeah um and the pilots know these planes these these models and everything they're very comfortable with this um this bomber and it's a pretty standard exercise that they were supposed to go out on called navigation problem number one and it's basically an exercise to go out and drop bombs and work on your navigation skills mm-hmm. um they like think about bear grill style how you like throw someone out <laughs> and you're like get back to your base using okay. what you kind of yeah. like what you have like your, i love bear girls i've actually never big, seen really mm-mm. he has a really is it bear girls i don't know if it's him bear girls has a really fun no it's man man is it man versus nature man think? versus wild. oh yeah that sounds familiar one of those, it was like Bear Girls, and then the other Survivor guy that yeah. were like just out there by themselves. Um, not Bear Girls, but the other one. He has this like really cool like mm. Bigfoot like series. Oh, cool. Listen, I'm doing Bigfoot for Father's Day, and there's my, my dad made me watch them. They're pretty interesting though. That's but awesome. Bear Girls is also a lot of fun. Uh, well, sorry, I don't actually know to... any of them. I just know that they're like the hardcore people. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. I would never do what they do, but it's pretty fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the planes are up to date. They're not sending them out in, like, bad equipment. They do the checks on the planes before the flights, and none of them have clocks on them. Um, Hmm. Part of the training mission is learning how to get, like, a feel for elapsed time, you know. It's just that full training. And each man was supposed to have his own watch anyway, so they're not, like, super worried about it. Yeah. Um, And they take off from the Fort Lauderdale Naval Air Station in Florida with the intent to go east over the coast and practice bombing runs out over this place called Hens and Chickens Shoals. Then they were supposed to head northward over the Grand Bahama Island before heading back to the base. Kind of like a little triangle almost. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a perfect one, but a, a triangle yeah, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, flight 18 did the same exercise the day before and did just fine. No problems. Cool. More nice. were scheduled to go that day as well after 19. But what's really weird and what gives a lot of people pause about this instance is that there were eyewitness accounts that Lieutenant Taylor arrived late to the briefing mission and requested, asked not to go with the other men. Huh. He asked not to go out that day. huh Didn't offer an explanation. Didn't say what was bothering him. Didn't say whether it was a gut feeling or you know he knew there was yeah. something on the plane or something was sabotage or what. Weird. But he just didn't want to go out. Um, but two ten in the afternoon, flight nineteen takes off a little behind schedule because Taylor was late. After, mm-hmm. He was late to the meeting where he said he didn't want to go out, and I think he probably dug his heels in a little bit. But, like, mm-hmm. without any explanation to why he was so freaked out or reticent to go, they leave. And they're doing fine, and they stay in contact through the first bomb drops over hens and Chicken Shoals at 2.30. We know that they dropped all their bombs and ammunition and everything because the last plane asked permission over the radio and they gave him permission and then they were they said they were done gotcha Then they turn north towards the grand bahama and taylor who is the very experienced one is convinced that his compass is malfunctioning Hmm. like he he's convinced and somehow his transmissions there's another flight uh group nearby and they pick up this transmission of taylor asking for their readings okay because i was wondering like how do we have that because i know planes have like like the black box and everything but i don't know yeah they're still getting radio transmissions like i think that they're getting some of these back at the fort lauderdale base as well but at this point another plane another group picks it up and like taylor's asking you know like something's wrong with my navigation equipment Mm -hmm. you know um can anyone else give us a reading and this other pilot from this other group was saying like who like who is this like give us your credential like all that stuff Mm -hmm. and they go back and forth like they're communicating for a second but taylor is dead set that something's wrong um he's practiced good at his job and the day is clear so they don't know why he thinks his compass is malfunctioning they had done a check on his plane and i wonder if he was like threatened i've wondered that too yeah. because he's he not only does he say that they're malfunctioning he's convinced they're going in the wrong direction yeah he's and, like someone tampered with this yeah and yeah. pilots kind of after a while you get used to just directional mm-hmm. orientation like yeah there's a fantastic TED talk I was watching about um, group uh, there's a, a couple groups in other countries like um, that don't use the concept of left or right huh. they, they are constantly so in tune with the cardinal directions that they say huh. it's on your north it's on your south it's it's west i need to go there because when my gps tells Mm me head north i never know what the hell she's talking about so (laughs) i gotta go learn that way well and it's crazy because you think like humans aren't capable of doing that but under the right circumstances with the right training like your body can do it yeah so taylor shouldn't have been mistrusting his tech or so turned around and Mm -hmm. especially because it's taylor he's the most experienced out of all them yeah um and all of a sudden, the heavy weather front starts coming through. Like gotcha. We're talking heavy clouds, rain, strong winds. Mm. It throws them completely off of course. So anything that Taylor was already convinced he's off yeah. course, now he knows they're off course. Yeah. And one of the pilots is caught over the transmission saying, quote, I don't know where we are. We must have gotten lost after that last turn. Mm. End quote. It's like that triangle pattern that they were going for. And he gotcha. thinks that somewhere they know that they're not heading the original direction. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's another Navy instructor – wait, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. This Navy const- instructor on the near the coast is getting some of this radio and transmission, and Lieutenant Cox, he's the one leading the other group, mm-hmm. He's lets the base know, back in Fort Lauderdale, what's going on, and tries to contact the Avengers to kind of give them more guidance. And Taylor says, quote, Both my compasses are out, and I'm trying to find Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm over land, but it's broken. I'm sure I'm in the keys, but I don't know how far down. End gotcha. quote. Huh. He sounded very that must sure. Be of himself. So like I can't terrifying and disorienting. Like yeah, I I can't imagine. Yeah, but everyone said that he sounded very sure of himself. He was dead set that he knew he was in the keys, yeah. but he had also recently transferred from Miami, so some people thought think he got confused about the directionality but i also personally i feel like he would have known the geography pretty well even yeah. if you're from Miami you still know Florida yeah and like what other chain of islands are like broken up by Florida like yeah. other than the keys and also like if you've been flying you've obviously studied the flight yeah. path the maps like mm-hmm. yeah especially if you're going out on a mission that where the whole point is to navigate your way back home yeah um he was only 27 years old wow um but You've got, like, the army mentality, too. You might be only 27, but he's in charge. Like, his men are going to follow him. Mm -hmm. And everyone else in his... I don't know if it's called a fleet when it's a plane. When it's planes. It's called a fleet, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. A flock. The whole group, the flock, (laughs) realizes that they are also lost. It makes no sense at all to them. The keys are hundreds of miles away from their planned course. So even oh. if the storm had taken them off their course... So on, they wouldn't be all the way down there. Yeah. If you're looking at a map, huh. h- uh, hens and chicken shoals is to the right. Gotcha. Of where Florida would be. Yeah. And... um and it's only been an even if the storm had blown them completely off course it had only been an hour since they checked in over that bombing drop on yeah. Hens and Chicken there's physically no way that even with That's a storm true. you could have gotten that far Ooh. and when pilots get lost over the Atlantic they're told to just head towards the setting sun in the west and you'll eventually hit mainland yeah Lieutenant Cox lets the base know that Flight 19 is you know lost loss and tells Taylor you know head up the coast north you'll eventually hit Fort Lauderdale the reception at this point is going in and out. They're not responding to every transmission anymore. And if mm-hmm. they are getting them, maybe Flight 19 was receiving them and choosing not to respond. You yeah. know, that's always a possibility mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they were like, don't get distracted or don't take their advice. But somehow, Lieutenant Taylor is convinced that they're over the Gulf of Mexico, which puts them on the left side of Florida, completely yeah. opposite of where they should be. Yeah. Um, and so he's insisting that they go northeast. And if, if you think about... If you're not in America, I'm so sorry, but think about Florida or look it yeah. up. But he, like, in theory, they're telling him, you're on the right side of Florida. You need to be heading north or west, yeah. like, to just hit land. Mm-hmm. He's convinced that he's on the other side, so that he should be going on the opposite direction to hit land. Yeah. Which... Well, honestly, like, either way, north sounds like a good bet. So I'm not sure why, like, just dead north, Yeah. You know? Well, he's, I know, but he's he's like, I'm going northeast. That's true. Yeah. He wants to go northeast. And... If he's where they are in their original plan, this is going to take them further and further and further away from Into land. Into the east, it's yeah. It's going to take them over the ocean. And the other men followed him, but it seemed like not everyone agreed because one man said, quote, Damn it, if we would just fly west, we would get home, end quote. So, obviously, Ooh. people don't agree where they are, like, yeah. with him. They, yeah. But, again, Taylor's convinced. Eventually, Ooh, someone... Crazy. Eventually, someone in either in his fleet—I don't know if it's someone in the cockpit with him in his plane—but they convince him to turn west. But not long after six, he cancels the order g- again and changes. Jeez. Which is, if you think about it, like i thought thought—I've done that too, where it's like I've gone a long ways, and then I'll be driving. I'm like, no, I should be going further left, or like something like that. Yeah. And then you underestimate the amount of time so you Mm -hmm. go left and like well i still haven't hit it so maybe i was right the first time and you go back like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna get him more and more turned around and he could have gotten you know it's insane to think maybe they were within a few miles of land on their yeah attempt to get back when they did start heading west you know and that would be awful but he's still convinced that they're in the gulf and that they just didn't go far enough east at this point, it's very likely that every other pilot realized something was wrong, yeah. that he was wrong. Um, some speculate that one of the planes might have even gone off in its own direction, just mm. knowing that there was no way that they could keep going and keep yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, but as far as the record shows, most of the planes followed their commander. And with so much back and forth, they're all probably disoriented as well at this point. They don't have as much flight experience as he mm-hmm. does um but weather's getting worse and worse and it's getting dark again and you it's getting harder to see land even if they came across it and they know it's better to be in a group than to break off yeah. on your own mm-hmm. so it isn't long until they're too far out to sea and their radio communications start to get fuzzy it's not like marco polo though where you can just like follow your best reception and use it to guide them it's just spotty yeah. any way they would go yeah the members had access to a special rec- rescue frequency for the audio and there's something called, like, a ZBX receiver, which is, like, a homing signal to kind of help them locate the radio towers. Pilots knew where they were, and they were giving communications to, like, like, hey, turn yours on. See if you can get this kind of homing signal.
1: But mm-hmm. they never
0: acknowledged it. Like, huh. like the planes weren't responding anymore. Huh. Um, and Lieutenant Taylor eventually starts talking over the radio about how fuel's running low, and he's preparing his men. And he tells them, quote... All planes close up tight. We'll have to ditch unless landfall. When the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we all go down together. Whoa. End quote. So, like, Whoa. they're planning to crash the planes into the ocean. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. what at else least you're do? together. Cause yeah. it, I mean, if you make five more miles further than your friend, what's that going to do? It's yeah. just going to spread you out in the ocean more. Mm-hmm. And um, minutes later, radio communications just go away. Ugh. I know. That's it, always the worst part shivers. with like the planes and the boats. It's like some point they just stop. They just stop. And that's crazy. And it's like terrifying and sad too. Cause you're like, yeah. if they'd kept going West, they would have, but he second yeah. guessed his second guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ugh. And somehow it does get worse. Um, there's hope that they landed in the water close enough that they could stay together and cling to the wreckage with each other, um, you know, flotation devices and all that, which is why Taylor had told them to crash together So, the Navy sends out planes immediately to try and do a search and rescue. And two PBM mariner flying boats leave the same station at 730. Within 20 minutes, one of them disappears. What? There were 13 people on board. Plot? Oh, my God. No sign was ever seen of them again. (gasps) Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) a ship that was passing by did say that they saw a ball of fire plummeting towards the ocean Mm. and evidence of oil in the water. And these, these flying boats are apparently they're called, they were called flying gas tanks. And basically it was an explosion waiting to happen. Like it was known that these like vapors from the chemicals accumulated and would, Explode wow. relatively often, so they think that they sent out of the two that were sent out to go look. Uh-huh. One of them just mid-flight exploded and wow. crashed into the ocean. At sunrise the next morning, the navy sends out over three hundred planes and wow. boats to look for the survivors. There is no floating debris, no bodies, nothing at all was found, even though they covered three hundred thousand square miles Jesus of territory. Christ. That's even, insane. It's, crazy. Whoa! Because you can cling to wreckage overnight. Yeah? Like... like I mean, at least you'll see, like, the freaking windshield pop up, Yeah. you know? Well, like, like, I mean, if you have a flotation device, humans can survive easily that long. Yeah. That's less than 24 hours Mm -hmm. that they would need to survive. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless the waves were really bad or the storm was so bad that it pulled them under, but, like, nothing. Even then bodies float. Yeah. No wreckage. No nothing. That's insane. Not even the seat cushions. Like, they found nothing. Wow. And even if lieutenant taylor got disoriented with his malfunctioning compasses they don't know how he got so confused and thought that they were hundreds of miles on the opposite side of florida wow his hesitation to go on this flight made people wonder if maybe he wasn't fit for duty or he was sick or he Mm. wasn't feeling well yeah theories range from the bermuda triangle you know being like people joke about it being aliens and stuff but like some people genuinely believe like that there are things that go on in the bermuda triangle that you can't explain yeah and i mean i almost i lean on the side of obviously his navigation instruments weren't working he he said they're not working yeah so i mean maybe i mean maybe it's like schizophrenia or something and he was just having like a an episode or something well he's 27 which is around the time you start exhibiting Mm -hmm. symptoms but like uh, no, that's more the early 20s, I think. I mean, 20s still, through 30s. But, yeah. like... I mean, he's been through war. He has PTSD. It and at this point, they're still something. calling it shell shock. Yeah. And, like, they don't have a good understanding of mm-hmm. it. Um, Crazy. But my my guess is that the magnetic... The, the magnetic poles did get messed up, as the Bermuda Triangle sometimes. Like, that's one yeah. of those claims. Um, but technical failures in that area are common so it, and i mean it's weird to say but like planes aren't exactly what they are now back yeah. then mm-hmm. so i mean every once in a while you are going to lose technical abilities like in a plane something's going to go wrong something's going to yeah. crash it's not foolproof yeah but to have it happen over the remediate triangle and to yeah. have it happen in this incredibly weird circumstance where mm-hmm. they were obviously very confused like yeah and the fact that the whole squadron Squadron, Maybe that's the word I'm thinking Maybe. of. Um, I don't know. But, yeah. Either way, all 14 airmen on the Flight 19 um, practice run were lost, as well as the 13 on the flying boat that was wow. sent out to look for them. That's crazy. There was an investigation, and the Navy board has a huge 500-page report on it. It declares Lieutenant Taylor was not at fault, and that his compasses had gotten him turned around, And it claims that the flying boat was purely an accident. Well, But, like, it really leaves you wondering, like, what are the odds? And also, like, for someone so experienced. Yeah. And I I almost trust that if he was having... Well, it's like if he was really having, like, some sort of episode or seeing things or confused or generally so confused that someone would have said he is not getting on this plane or I'm not going to fly with him. Or someone in the meeting he went to would have been like, you're not fit for duty right now. Yeah. Well, that's something... Something tells me that something must have happened to him, like the night before, or mm-hmm. like previously to when they flipped, that he was like convinced, like this is not a good idea. Yeah, Cause, that's crazy. Because that sounds like more than just a. I don't really want to go out today. Like he seemed like to to people there. He seemed like yeah convinced he did not want to go. Yeah. Sorry, I hit my mic. No, that's cool. That's crazy. That's spooky. That's, like a, that's a spooky one. I almost saved yeah. that for Halloween, but, like... Oh, there's so many other There's so many good stories. Halloween ones. Yeah, yeah. Ones that aren't mysteries, even. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that one, I heard that one in the same place I heard the Mary Celeste story in my GT class in elementary yeah. school. And I don't know why. I think it was because we were reading the Westing game in elementary school and she was talking about like real mysteries that happen in history. And I think that was one of them. And that's always that's cool. It stuck with me for yeah. over 10 years. Flight 19 yeah. has always been like one of those things I'm just so curious about. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, you did a great job telling the story. Thank you. So congrats on that. Thank also, you, you. I'm a huge fan of the Adams family. And I was just like, I don't know if you know this part when the like uncle Fester like comes back and he's like, Oh, I escaped from the Bermuda Triangle. And oh. Then, and then Wednesday's like, no one escapes from the Wednesday- Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like the expert on it. Ugh, I love it so much. Now I have to go and watch that movie. Anyway. I'm going to like keep researching Bermuda Triangle accidents now. I was going to say, we have to do a whole episode on Bermuda Triangle. We should. Because like, there's a lot there. There is a I lot there. I bet it back. goes back to like ancient shit, too. Well, that's some people suspect that that's actually where Atlantis is. Yeah and then it's yeah. like Atlantis's like existence it's like the Kept magnetic secret. interference the yeah. secret the magic like, a like force field some people say it's just like a weird phenomenon and that Atlantis is maybe under there and it's causing this cuz mm. there are places underwater where they have found like like almost pyramid like structures creepy listen the shit in the ocean <laughs> we know less about the ocean than we do the surface of the moon Yep. and if that doesn't make you a little freaked out the ocean freaks me out you know people say space freaks them out the the ocean ocean. the ocean freaks me out way more than space does yeah i have always been interested in space but the ocean no no i don't fuck with that no (laughs) there's too much open water and too much weird shit down there like absolutely not that's terrifying (sighs) well great story cat Yours was really good, too. I'm so Thanks. glad I actually, like, learned the details of that story now. This was a fun one. This was a fun one. I This was a good one. Maybe we should start posting our emergency episodes more so we can do more of this. I'm sure that something's going to come up Absolutely. in the next few weeks. Yeah. Like, probably during summer, yeah. Because I'm, we're just... I'm betting, like, the mics will have to all go back again at some point. Probably towards the end of summer, though. Yeah, re- so... <sighs> until then and if not i promise nutcracker is gonna get in the way at least once and we're gonna have like a last <laughs> Yeah, cat has a very d- diligent rehearsal schedule for that so i'm the president i kind of have to yeah which is fine that means i have to get my shit together a little more than i do right now but <laughs> that's something for fall me to figure out <sighs> <sighs> anyway well um until we post this uh we hope that y'all are having a great time from yeah. June 23rd to whatever date in the future this comes out. Yeah. Hopefully we're all good. Um, hopefully there hasn't been a massive resurgence of COVID. With and the new Oh, variant. gosh. Well, in between now and then... Um, Two things haven't changed, our pod, or our Twitter and our email. So follow us at T-I-N-A-H-L podcast on Twitter. Yes. And email us, please, if you really love this episode, if you're super into the Bremuda Triangle, or you think you saw the devil once, I don't know, <laughs> uh, email us at thisisnotahistorylecture at gmail.com. Please, we'd love to hear from you. Or if there's, you know, a history mystery that you just think is so fascinating, let us mm, know. We want to um, know. And give us review on yeah. Apple. Please, it is review on Apple. For for every review, for every review, a cat gets its devil's hooves. That's pretty good. Thank you. Cats. I'm, are I'm stepping menaces. up. Thanks. And this yeah. is a heavy burden for me, just me to do that. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to help out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this has been not a history lecture. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.